1: The second Bible reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1, 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Mary. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her.
2: Uh, Well, of course, at Christmas we remember that Jesus appeared in this world as a baby. But there seems to be no shortage of people who think that Jesus has appeared to them in some way more recently. Uh, In fact, people see Jesus appearing in all sorts of weird and wonderful places. Uh, This man holding up this sheet is Stuart Hadwin. Uh, He's from Melbourne and he's showing you uh, a bed sheet uh, that he claims uh, had an image of Jesus appear on it. Um, Apparently it appeared after he placed it in a Salvation Army uh, donation bin uh, in Melbourne. I don't know if you can make that out, if you agree with him, uh, but he's not the only one. Uh, some years ago, a Canadian man was grilling his fish uh, and he overdid it a little. And lo and behold, he found a likeness of Jesus appear. If you look hard, you can see it. This is uh, Lisa Swington's banana. Lisa's from Haberfield, just down the road here. Uh, and she believed Jesus appeared uh, on the skin of a banana that she bought from her local Woolies. This is John Myers of West Virginia. Uh, he's holding up a pair of funions that he found. I know a funion is a an onion flavored snack. We don't. I don't think we have them in Australia. I've never bought one. Uh, but he dug this out from under the seat of his car, uh, and I don't know. It it kind of looks a bit like Mary holding her baby, doesn't it? And the last one is uh, from a caravan park in South Australia. Uh, and if you, you squint real hard, uh, you can make out Jesus with a crown of thorns from that shadow being cast by a tree. Um, now, I'm not sure what makes people think that Jesus would want to make himself appear on the skin of a banana, what the point or the purpose of that might be, but many people are convinced that Jesus shows up in these ways. Now, today is Christmas Day, uh, and it's a day for us to remember and to give thanks for the first, and dare I suggest, real appearance of Jesus. See, today we remember that Jesus came into the world, not as some sort of apparition, but as a real flesh and blood child. We remember that the God of this universe came to us, not as a a two-dimensional image on a piece of grilled fish, but in 3D, as a real son, as a child who would grow to be a real man. Now, I'll let others decide why Jesus might want to show up on a banana, but when it comes to the first real appearance of Jesus, we're not really allowed to just make up our own minds about why he came because the Bible wants to make it very clear both who he is and why his coming is such a big deal. In those Bible passages that we had read for us earlier, it's pretty obvious that Jesus is no ordinary son. Angels come and announce his arrival. They speak to Joseph and to Mary well before he's born. They come to announce that Jesus is coming into the world. And they tell us why. They tell us who he's going to be. They tell us why he's coming. And we see this revealed in particular in the different titles that the angels attribute to Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, verse 32, the angel Gabriel says, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. A few verses later, so the Holy One to be born will be called the son of God. And then from the reading that we had in Matthew, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is no ordinary child. Jesus will be nothing less than God in human form. Literally Emmanuel, God with us the son of God born into this world. And so for that reason, I think it's pretty hard to overstate it when it comes to talking about the significance of Jesus being born. Because in Jesus, God enters our world to become one of us, to walk in our shoes, to experience life as a part of his creation. The birth of Jesus is sometimes called the incarnation And while it might seem like a rather crude way of putting it, incarnation literally means to become meat. It comes from that same root word that we get the word carnival from. When Jesus is born, something very unusual is taking place. God takes on our flesh, our humanity. It's an amazing thing to think about, that the God who is eternal who formed and made all that there is, who gave life to everything here on earth. That same God chose to be born into this world as one of us. And he was no apparition, he was no ghost. Jesus was as real as you and me. Uh, he was born in at a healthy 3.2 kilograms. Actually, I, I don't know that, I just made that part up. But He, he would have had a unique fingerprint Like all of us. A blood type. A resting heart rate. His eyes would have been a certain colour. Almost certainly not blue. Despite what's in the movies. Jesus was as unique as any one of us. He was as real as any one of us. He felt pain. He knew hunger and grief. Joy and friendship. But as ordinarily human as Jesus was, he was unlike any of us as well. And that Bible passage that we had read for us explains this quite clearly that Jesus' conception is far from ordinary. He has no earthly father. He is literally God's son. And so that's why it's worth making a big deal about Christmas because with the coming of Jesus, God becomes human. But of course it's much more than just an incredible event, much more than a big moment in history because that very fact communicates so much to us about who God is and what he's like. It shows us that God is for us, that he's prepared to get his hands dirty to help us. When Jesus enters into our world, God shows us that he's not some uncaring, transcendent deity unconcerned and uninterested about us. God cares deeply about all of us, this world, this creation. And in Jesus, he uniquely binds himself to those creatures that he's made in his image, those people that he's made to be in a relationship with him. When Jesus enters into our world, it speaks of the deep love that God has for each one of us. That God would love us enough to send his own son into the world. That Jesus would leave the wonders of heaven to take on flesh and blood. This is not a God who doesn't care or doesn't understand. And Jesus shows us that. I hope you find that comforting. Knowing that Jesus chose to enter into our experience. Because it means that he does know us. He understands what it's like to live this life. And so he can relate to us, our our experiences, our desires, our struggles and our joys. But perhaps the most important question we should ask about Jesus coming into the world is, why did that happen at all? Uh, It's an incredible thing for it to have happened, but was there a purpose to it? Well, see, Jesus didn't come just to slum it for a while, to have some sort of new experience or participate in a a cultural exchange program between heaven and earth. Now, he came with a very specific purpose and plan. Now, once again, we'll let the angels explain that for us. This is from Matthew 1. It says, after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. See, the world that Jesus was born into was not in a good way. The humanity that he came to share in was, in fact, broken. And so Jesus comes to put that right, to deal with our sin. This is his mission, this is his purpose. Jesus comes to mend the relationship between God and us. He comes to restore uh, back uh, what God created us to be, what God wanted us to be, to be people at peace with him. But it wasn't going to be easy and it wasn't going to come cheap. There would be a cost involved. I mentioned before that Jesus had a heart rate well that heart had to stop for our salvation to be won John three sixteen, that most famous of Bible passages says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life the world that Jesus was born into was estranged from God was without hope But such is God's love for us, that he sent us his son so that we could know him, so that we could be at peace with him, so that we could have eternal life. That's why Jesus came. That's why he had to share in our humanity, so that he could redeem it. And that is what we celebrate at Christmas, that God sent his son, our saviour, into this world. And that is something worth celebrating, isn't it? That at this time of year, amongst all the other distractions, all the good and the stressful things that are happening at this time of year, this is worth remembering, isn't it? This is worth giving thanks and praise to God for. And it's a good thing for us to gather here today to to take this time out of Christmas Day to thank and praise God for what he did to bring peace for us. And can I say that if you know that things are not right between you and God, if you've never taken up God's offer of forgiveness and new life in Jesus, how about this year? Why not make this Christmas the one where you accept the great gift that God has given you in his son Jesus and have things put right between you and your maker in him?